who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Good day, good people. My name is Brad King, and you are watching and listening to Downtown Riders Jam Video Podcast, which is part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Coming to you from deep inside the jam bunker on this beautiful, beautiful fall day. I hope it is nice wherever you are. Lady Pepper is still with us for a few more days. Still doesn't give a shit about me talking to the computer. She is resting peacefully in her doggy bed next to the couch. I am excited for today's show. We have our good friend Louise Fine on the program. We had her on in May of 2020, which feels like a million years ago. It's episode 54, almost 100 episodes between when she was on before and now. Uh, her second book, The Hidden Child, is out in Europe, Canada, U.S., all over the place. So her first book, People Like Us, that was the title over in Europe. It's Daughter of the Reich uh, in the U.S. and Canada, came out in 2020 and was inspired by experiences of her family. Uh, who fled uh, Leipzig as refugees in 1933. That book was published in, in 13 territories and was shortlisted for a couple different prizes. Um, it was fantastic and sad and all of that stuff. She has an MA in creative writing from St. Mary's, uh, lives in Surrey with her family, and The Hidden Child, like I said, out in September in Europe, October over here in uh, North America. And she's currently working on her third novel, which is good because she has become one of my favorite writers, uh, was really one of my introductions to historical fiction. And like her first book, uh, The Hidden Child also is based on her own personal experiences. Although, uh, if you read the author's note, it's stuff that's happening with her family now and then she sort of wraps that around this eugenics movement that happened in america and europe sort of pre-world war ii and then obviously into world war ii it is uh, deeply sad the world that she creates 
which is sort of becoming her thing because she's writing about very hard things. But also the characters are great. Um, I just hit some of the twists in the book. So that's good. Like there's some hope, that kind of stuff. I'm really excited to have her on the program. Uh, she's just one of my favorite people. And I think you guys will love having her again. Uh, a little bit of business before we get there. The video podcast every Monday and Friday and the jam proper comes out on Wednesdays. A couple things you can do to help us out. I want you to think about book lovers that you have in your life. And I want you to tell them about our program. Turn them on to us. That's the best way for us to spread the word and leave us a review. So if you have a iPhone, you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a starred review and a little bit of writing. Like, tell us what you think. If you don't, head on over to the Facebook page, go to the review tab and leave us a review. That's the Writer's Jam. That's our Facebook page. And I know like all you listeners, all you new folks and stuff are like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Like do that shit now. That is the way that we spread the word and it will help us out tremendously. And more importantly, it'll help all these authors reach new audiences. Uh, over at the writersjam.com, our website, a couple things you can do. Always you can check out the video podcast. If you're looking for books, we have book reviews. You can click on our bookshop link. You can buy from independent small bookstores across the country. It's the lifeblood of authors. We need to keep our local and independent bookstores open, running, and thriving. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter. And you can support everybody on the Solid Listen Network by clicking on that Patreon button. And when you do that, for just a couple bucks a month, you get commercial-free episodes and all kind of bonus content from everybody on the network. And uh, Nicole and Malls are building this thing out. We have a lot of great programming. Um, we, uh, Malls and I just recorded a thing around uh, 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 Kidneygate, which is the Grub Street uh, literary kerfuffle that just happened, the Bad Art Friend. So you can get all that kind of stuff it's behind the Patreon uh, wall and it literally is just a couple bucks a month and that helps us keep the lights on on the whole network uh this is fun uh having louise back on um one of the great joys of doing this show is meeting authors and people who i just i find fascinating and interesting and neat and it's always great to like i interviewed her like right when her first book came out came out in the pandemic for authors, like that was, it was just a really painful time for people that had spent their whole lives getting this and then having this worldwide catastrophe happen and never being able to really like celebrate this because of all the stuff happening. So to be here with her on her second book, which is getting tremendous reviews everywhere. Uh, and as she's finishing up her third book, I feel like I got to uh, sort of ground floor her journey. And that to me, as someone who loves books and writers and literature and all of that stuff, like there's nothing better. So I'm super excited for her to be on the show today. Uh, I hope you will go by The Hidden Child. Um, thanks for stopping by the bunker to spend some time with me and Lady Pepper for the next few days. I hope that your day is going well and that you're taking care of yourself and each other. Get the shots, get the booster, wear your mask, do all the things that we need to do to take care of each other. Let's get our asses back out in the world. But for the next 30 minutes or so, I hope that you will sit back and enjoy my conversation with the wonderful and talented and funny and witty and charming Louise Fine. It, it's really interesting people's reaction to the book. Um, and a lot of people have said, oh, it's heavier, it's darker, it's, it's more upsetting than the first one. 
And I was thinking, what, what is more upsetting than the Holocaust? You know, how, how does that, how, how can it be more upsetting? And I think there's two reasons for it. I think obviously one, it's got small child in it. And it's a bit I mean, like yes. small children and pets. You just yeah. cannot be cruel to them in books. It's just, you know, so that's one thing. But I think the other thing is like, when people write about the Nazis and what the atrocities that happened in Germany and you're reading it in in the UK or in America, it's it's OK because it was over there. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't in your country. But when it's about your country, it feels more personal or more, you yeah. know, so maybe maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. Anyway, that's my latest theory. Yeah. But, I mean, for yeah. me, it's that, the, the, you know, when we think of the Holocaust is so big. Right. Like yeah. we always yeah. speak in numbers of six million, 10 yeah. million. And so yeah. those are just numbers that don't yeah. doesn't matter. You know, they don't resonate as an individual. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I got a goddaughter like you're reading this and it's yeah. literally about like the centerpiece of all the discussions are about this child. And you're just yeah. like, if you know anything about the history of mental health stuff, you're like, well, this is not going to end. Like it was really yeah. the dark ages until very, 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 very recently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and the other thing, like what we yeah. talked about was I knew like the first book was about your, like, you know, we talked about it. So your dad and that sort of grandfather. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. And, but we had also talked off air and in other times about your life and your daughter and that stuff. So the other reason that I know where the question of this book comes from, which is yeah, not yeah. 1920, right? Like it's no, today. That's it. Yeah, it's um, today. Yeah. So for me, that's why yeah. it was heavy. I was like, oh shit, this is like, <laughs> this is a deeply personal book in a very, very different way than the first book was deeply personal. Yeah, no, that that's true. And I think this book, I I was always going to write this book, but I had to wait until there was enough space away from <laughs> yeah. the, you know, it was too raw to write it earlier. Yeah. Um, well, that's why but, I jumped yeah. to, I said the other day, like I jumped to the author's note. Cause I'm like, I don't think I'm misremembering this. I think that we had this discussion <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. eight seconds into the author's note. I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is how yeah. come it was hitting me because. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's be right. Yeah. Because so. of your stuff. Yeah. And also the space yeah. is important. Like, I mean, you couldn't have written it. I mean. I don't think I could have written no. it either if I hadn't had such a good well, or we haven't been lucky enough to have such a good outcome with my daughter. Yeah. It would have been much more difficult. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, I know you haven't finished the book, but it's not all, t it's not all awful. There is a good outcome. There is a reason why it's set in the twenties, Yeah, which will be obvious. Later well, on. it's funny because as so. I was, I was doing some recording today and I'm like, I just reached the halfway point and there's kind of some hope. I'm like, I do see a light. <laughs> I see some things that might be happening. Like. Yeah, but mind you, if you've read the author's note, you might have had a clue anyway from, yeah. from that. So, yeah, well, yeah. I stopped halfway through. I really read it because I was like, I think this is hitting me because yeah. this is yeah. like, again, you're pulling from family stuff and then and then using historical things yeah. as a frame for that, um, yeah. which is. I mean, it's, you know, I never say writers are brave because we write stuff because we have to, like nobody does this because they are, you know, trying to be yeah, brave. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a question and and just trying to sort of parse through what it all yeah. means, right? Like that's. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think stories just get get to you and they just, 
demand to be told sometimes it's like the one I'm writing now it's not it's not anything to do with any of my family you'll be pleased to hear that (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it's just it wants to come out and and then sometimes it won't leave you alone and you just have to tell that story so so do you think when that one comes out because my guess is there's some question that came out of that the family stuff seems to be very important to you in the creative process, at least in terms of the question and the thing that sort of hits you as a story. Do you think that you'll get to the end and be like, oh, shit, that actually does have a connection to my family? Not as direct as the other two. Or is this really um, off? No, this is this is not family related. Um, I think, though, that by bringing it. I mean, they're kind of big themes in my books. Um <laughs> But, yeah. but by bringing it down to a, a level of the individual or, you know, a, a family, it's, it's, it's much more relatable to, if that makes sense. So, no, 100%. Uh, yeah. So I usually start off with a theme. So I've got a theme for, for the latest one. It's interesting. Kind of a, so do you think yeah. that it's harder because it doesn't have that family stuff in it? Or, I mean, writing um, novels is just always hard. <laughs> There's never a easy Yeah, time. no, that's true. That's true. Um, no, I don't think that's what it is. I think that um, it there's, I've got a lot of threads going on in it. Um, and so it's got, <laughs> it's got a bit messy in the middle because <laughs> it's like when to pull all these threads together and yeah. where they should converge. And maybe there's too many threads. I need to just, get to the end of this draft and think okay do I need to strip this back um so yeah it's otherwise yeah because it's got to still have that main theme that runs all the way through and you can have subplots but it can't be too confusing so I'm not sure yet (laughs) yeah I was I was talking with a literary agent today and we were laughing about the show I'm like well don't ask about process because it's this is great oh my god it's not oh no what's happening and it's published <laughs> i like is yeah. that, that's the version of the some version of like <laughs> yeah gosh i know so it's, uh... you so that first so your first book it was well received and, and all of that stuff like just i mean it literally you're working on your third book and it's like we're you're like three or four years into the actual publishing cycle of all these things like have you had a chance just to sit back and be like holy shit this is happening like yeah no I don't think so because it's not it's not even three or four years is it because the first one came out in 2020 which was last but year you had so. like a year like I mean you had oh, yeah I had so that. yeah yeah 2019 yeah, yeah no that's true so yeah it's um <laughs> I think the second one I think I think with the whole lockdown and the intensity of writing the second book um I've just gone Ugh which is partly why it's taking me longer with this one. So I think I just, I couldn't do that pace. I know lots of people turn out a book a year. I just, I I don't think I can do that. It's like, it will be 18 months, I think, for this one before I turn it in sort of thing. So yeah, I I, I can't, I can't do a book a year. I can't, that's it. I love the Um, like, yeah. (laughs) The trauma of success is what we call that here on the show. Like, hooray, like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it's like it's amazing it's the best thing you know your book has come out and it's doing what it's doing its thing and that's wonderful but you can't just sit 
back and enjoy yeah. that you have to get on with the next one well and like you know i rarely i was saying today like i rarely have gotten to the point where i'm reading the books so i usually read after but this one obviously yeah you must that. be reading all the time oh i mean all the time <laughs> to keep yeah. up yeah uh, but it like it is you can and I, again i don't want to do craft stuff but like this like this world feels bigger than the last world you created like the okay. last one um and this like just reading this book i'm like oh there is even though it's only about a few people, but the few people are sort of out in different places yeah. and, and they're each encompassing like eugenics is a big thing. And like, so you're not just like, yeah. I gave a talk, like you're bringing in all of the yeah. stuff and it feels like you've gotten a handle on, oh, this is how I, this is how I build the world. This is the kind of stuff mm -hmm. that I like to build. And you can see that growth in this book. So I'm also wondering in the third book, like, once you, because building a world is a thing, right? And like, once you get into it, it's really easy to get lost in building the world. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Do you know how much you have in common with some of your favorite celebrities, leaders, newsmakers? I'm Evelyn, the host of Reppin, where you'll meet notable people you think you know. You'll find out who they really are and what they represent. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely. I mean, I, with this one, I've got it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was really lucky because I was able to go and do physical research before oh, lockdown. Yeah. So I'd gone, I was, I went to this real, what was an epilepsy colony and I went in and I looked at their archives and they, wow. I was able to walk around the place and see the layout and understand how it all was. And of how course, you know, I, it's, uh, yeah. It was, yeah, I found it quite difficult and distressing. So uh, for about a week as well, I went to this local history center where, again, I got all the archives of 
local asylums and epilepsy colonies and looked through all the case notes and oh I found that really grueling it was it was a tough week um because yeah. just and I've toned it down for the book I can tell you I've toned it down wow I mean it was so upsetting and just the way they spoke about the the people in the colony and and just you know a best matter of fact and at worst you know they really hated these people they hated yeah. their patients and there was no love for them at all yeah um so that was hard and the, all their little pictures were there you know and I just felt like I needed to look at all of them and sort of because they were never out in the light you know they were locked away all their lives um and and that was hard um I mean hard if, like there must have been a lot of tears like that's I, how like how do you do that without I couldn't do that I don't know I, I I just I just felt it was just yeah it was it was tough it yeah. was really tough yeah. um and I just I don't want to write a book that depressing again <laughs> no I mean it wasn't it wasn't I tried to make the book not depressing but um, I mean like but the, there I are mean, hard things it's you know it's a tough subject matter yeah I mean it's eugenics and we know what it leads yeah. to so exactly. there's, there's no exactly. real way. And we also know, like, if you know anything about mental health, like, I mean, institutionalization in this country, I mean, up, I mean, into the 70s yeah. and 80s were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely. So it's, yeah. we, this is not even a thing that we're like, well, we obviously learned and yeah. changed. Like, I know. Did we, yeah. though? You know, like. Yeah, exactly. I know. And some of these only closed in the 1990s. So yeah, pretty recently. The I know colonies. they changed their names and yeah, well, they weren't called colonies anymore. They were called, you know, whatever right, but other it's the, institutions, but it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Wow. Um, wow. But also, yeah. So, but for the, the latest book, just talking of the practicalities for the latest book, it's set all over the place. So I've got some of it in Montana. I've got some of it in the far East. I've got, it's all over the place. So that I'm struggling a little bit with because I really like to go everywhere and yeah. walk the places. And I'm spending a lot of time on, um, on Google maps and yeah. looking at photos. And I, I was really lucky. I got in touch with a farmer uh, we had a Zoom chat and he walked me around all his equipment. And uh, so that that was all quite fun. It's amazing how you make these weird connections. Um, yes. yes, it is. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, what can you do when you're sort of unable to travel? And, and I would, you know, I can't really justify flying all over the world for my book. Not yet. Yeah, Not yet. yeah. hopefully we so, get there. Yeah. But this is to my point that, like, I feel like, I feel like you are developing this ability to build a world, right? And so now, like, literally the first one was here and then the second one is, and now you're like, well, this next one's going to involve, <laughs> like, this seems yeah. like the groove that you are getting into is sort of building that thing. And, you know, we've talked about on the show so many times, like being a writer, fiction, nonfiction, doesn't matter. You can't just yeah. sit in your four walls and create mm. something. Creativity comes Absolutely. from the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, And completely. not being in it. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's, yeah, definitely. Mm. And particularly for someone like you, whose stuff is so world building is so like it, that is what, um, at least for me, like reading these, you know, and I'm now two books into your stuff. Like that is what makes the thematic stuff come out. Right. Is that you're, this isn't a lecture. This is a, here is this world that I've built and this is what happened. And nobody thinks they're the bad guy. 
right? Like none exactly. of these people think yeah. they're the, <laughs> no. and that's the point, right? Then that yeah. you see how yeah. that all mixes together and you're like, shit, yeah. so not being able to be out there, it has to be yeah. outside of just- Yeah, I think you just, I mean, you can do it. Of course you can. Sure. You just need to spend a bit more time. And I think that's why it's taking me longer because I'm having to research yeah. uh, so many different things in different ways. Um but you can, I mean, you can go out now. So I spent a lot of time at the British Library, which is an amazing resource, actually. Yeah. And, um, you know, just down to, I found this amazing book in there, which is just uh, maps of Montana with, you know, everything, the weather, it was written in 1960. So perfect timing, uh, the oh, weather, yeah. the roads, the railways, the just everything, you know, all the little towns and the tiny differences between the weather and where all the crops were um, grown. And, you know, it's a lifesaver. So, yeah. um, so that sort of thing's really helpful. Cause even if you look at climate now, we all know it's changed from yeah. what it was in the sixties. And I just want to be as authentic as I can. Yeah. So. Yeah. In yeah. fact, we were laughing today. It's like, well, yeah, there seems to be two climates now really hot or really cold. Like there doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem to be like, <laughs> like, or not a climate weather. Like there's no, like, what's it like today? Like summer, what's it like today? Winter. Like there's, <laughs> we are now in the screwed part of climate change. Um, yeah. And, and so you woke up to uh, some super good news the other day about the hidden child. I did. I did. It was a complete shock. So, yeah, it was uh, number eight on the Globe and Mail bestseller chart in Canada. So, Canada, I love you. Um, <laughs> and it was surrounded yeah, by a, some names. like I know. I know. It was a huge surprise. And actually, um, I'll tell you a little story funny little story which which is relevant to this because um i'm number eight and number seven is anthony horowitz now um about four or five years ago my husband and i went on a anniversary weekend to a place in in italy in southern sort of on the coast in italy and uh for our anniversary and we sat and we had dinner outside as you do on this beautiful little restaurant overlooking the sea uh, and all the tables were really close together and we were sat. Um, so this was way before I had any book deals or agents or anything. I was struggling my way through book one. And we were sat next to this couple and we got talking to them because they were really close to our table. We were practically <laughs> yeah. sitting on the same table and they were really lovely. And, you know, we got to the bit where, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a writer. And she said, oh, my brother's a writer. And I felt such an idiot because she said, uh, yeah, he's written lots of books. His 25th book or something's coming out and it's Anthony Horowitz. Have you heard of him? And I was like, oh, my God, I've just said I'm a writer. This is so embarrassing. Because you know what the next question is <laughs> going to be from them. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so so she was really lovely about yeah. it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really embarrassing. And um, <laughs> yeah, so it was Anthony Horowitz's sister. And then. Um, just before The Hidden Child was published, um, HarperCollins put this thing up saying, these books are coming out this week. And there was my book next to his book. And I was like, oh my gosh, isn't this just amazing? Right. And then of course this bestseller list comes out and I'm right next to him on this chart. So it was like, how amazing is that? <laughs> just a few years later. Yeah. So, and also like yeah. as a, you sort of experience, I mean, that's the existential horror of a writer. 
like, oh, I'm a writer. And then somebody's like, oh, my person does this. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not a different a writer. kind of writer. I'm yeah, just I do. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> just... I was just talking. I was just saying things. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Now, shit, shit. I'm not a proper one. Yeah. He's a proper one. I'm just a pretend one. But that's amazing, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. um, it is not shocking to me. Um, cause again, like you, you have a voice and you have this ability to build these worlds and to do, um, you know, it, it just, again, it just feels personal. Like these books feel personal when you're reading them because the people are real and you know, all this stuff really happened and the depth of research that you've done. Every time I read something, I'm like, I know this isn't made up. Like, I know there's some <laughs> things that are made up, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, all of this is like, I'm learning something about the terribleness of people. Um, yeah. And it's just great. And I couldn't be uh, happier for you because I know that first Thank book you. was a big surprise. And like, now you're on to like, you're doing it. Like you're on the ride now. Oh, thank like, you. Thank you. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, everything, everything's a risk. You never know it, but you just do your thing and it wings its way out there. There's no, you have no control. So whatever happens, this is like the most, I'd have to do this with every writer. I'm like, you're doing it. Every writer is predisposed to be like, no, no, it's all going to go away. It's a fraud. It's fake. I, uh, I'm not, this is luck. It's all, I don't know why people are reading my book. Um, yeah, so I know. Well, honestly, I, I like when that chart came out, I was like waiting for the next email to say, sorry, this is just a big mistake. You know, yeah. they added two noughts on by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not meant to be there. Someone yeah. added it up wrong. It's um, the, but this I'm, is the thing, right? Like this is every writer. This is like what we this is what we do. And it's why anytime yeah. I'm on these programs, I'm like, OK that everything you just said is bullshit. Yeah, we don't have control over things, but <laughs> yeah, and it is, there is a certain amount of luck, right? To getting on it, there oh, is, but completely. all of that is an outcome mm -hmm. of talent, effort, all of those, like luck doesn't happen without the 95% of stuff that comes before it. Um, and I just remember, I re-listened to our conversation and it's like in the time, in these last couple of years, like you've done the work, like, you can see the growth, you can see it all happening, and then you can see the outcome of that. And I just oh, couldn't be thank happier. You. For that's you. that's very kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I got it. I've been telling everybody to go get it. This is going to be on my list of things to give for Christmas. Um, and oh, I just I appreciate you, you spending time uh, with me. And uh, when I get to London next year, I hope we can all get. Oh, together. that would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to chat again yeah i know it's good to see like i feel like we all know each other and i always forget like oh yeah we don't none of us know each other like we just do but <laughs> well, no, we do months. we do you know all, all the d20 authors i know you've chatted a lot to them yeah. so um you know we'd never met but now a lots of us have met in real life and yeah. you do literally know them so know. it's like meeting old friends and, and it's yeah. going to be funny because i'm going to roll in there and like literally i know each of you separately because I know yeah. a lot of them will show up and it'll be like, oh, the old new friends. Yeah. <laughs> so there is something we can thank the pandemic for. Not yeah. much, but Not much. something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a great day. Um, I'm excited to finish this book. Um, thank I've now you, been Brad. I've now been promised that there's a little hope in it. So that'll that'll help me keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great Take day. Care. You too. Well, there you have it. That was my friend Louise Fine, whose book, The Hidden Child, is out right now. 
actually, I'm in the middle of reading it. This is one of the rare times that I've talked to somebody uh, whose book I'm in the middle of reading. Uh, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about her in the past. I love her. She's fantastic. This book is is really good. But like I told her, it is a it is a deep, sad world that she's created in here, which seems to be sort of her thing since it's historical fiction based on a lot of fucked up things that have happened. Uh, so I'm glad that she joined us. I hope you will go pick up the book. It's a it's a stellar read. Before we get out of here, just a couple reminders. If you like what you heard today on the show, do us those two favors we talked about at the top. Tell a book lover in your life about the show. It's the best way for us to spread the word. And leave us a review. If you have an iPhone and you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a star and a written review. Otherwise, head on over to the Facebook page, The Writer's Jam, and you can leave us a review there. Don't forget to check out all the other programs on the Solid Listen Network, including the flagship Mother May I Sleep With podcast, with host and our Solid Listen podcast queen, Molly McLear. The video podcasts come out every Monday and Friday. You can catch those on the Solid Listen Network YouTube channel. You can also head over to writersjam.com, or you can listen to the audio wherever you listen to the jam. And that comes out every Wednesday. The surest way not to miss anything that we do is get subscribed. And remember, you can always catch us on Twitter and Instagram at The Writer's Jam. Till the next time, we'll see you around the internet. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! <laughs> Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.